This is Harney's Offshore Litigation Podcast number three. My name is Ian Mann. I am joined by my colleague here in Hong Kong, Jesh Chatlani. Welcome, Jesh. Thank you, Ian. Um, it's good to be on the podcast. Well, thanks for joining. And so the topic that we're going to discuss today is the Privy Council, which is the final appeal court for our jurisdictions, the offshore jurisdictions, BVI, the Cayman Islands, and Bermuda. And I think you can say uh, that you have, in fact, um, had the privilege of uh, not appearing yourself as leading counsel, but certainly appearing as a junior in the Privy Council before. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And it, w- it wasn't too long ago, um, 2017, in the Privy Council appeal from the British Virgin Islands in Chen, uh, Chen and Stare. Mm. And, um, Exciting. And were you, were you sort of intimidated by the grandeur of the place, or how did, how did it go? You know, I, I was actually. So it's currently being housed in the new Supreme Court building. And I remember very distinctly going through with, uh, and there were all these metal detector checks and body checks and things like that. So that intimidation aside, as soon as I got into the room, it's courtroom number three over in the Supreme Court. And in um, fact, that's the smaller of the courts. That wasn't <laughs> even courtroom number one, which is the big one, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, but it, it was it was quite remarkable just walking into the courtroom, um, seeing our um, territory of Virgin Islands flag on mm. the um, upper right-hand side of the courtroom just mm. behind the panel of justices. Um, it was truly a very impressive sight. Um, an interesting fact is it's also modeled after the original star chambers, at least the ceiling is. <laughs> really? I yeah. didn't know that. Well, I was chatting to um, one of the ushers the last time I was in the Privy Council, and um, he was saying, you know, they always try to make sure that the flag or whatever jurisdiction is being appealed from is uh, in the corner. And I, as a joke, told him that he got the wrong flag. He had got the, you know, I told him it was the Bermuda flag instead of the, uh, the the Cayman Islands flag. And it did send him into a bit of spiral. Such is the care that they take in ensuring that these things are correct. But then also, I understand that until 2004, in order to signify that the court was sitting as a privy council as opposed to uh, a Supreme Court or formerly a House of Lords, they used to put two um, silver inkwells that belonged to Queen Anne on the on the judge's bench. But that tradition was stopped when they um, kindly, uh, the privy council that is, gifted those uh, inkwells to the Supreme Court of New Zealand. So that tradition has now started. Oh, rather sad, isn't it? That is sad. I hadn't realised that fact, actually. <laughs> and so why is it... Um, that the Privy Council is still the, the, the court of final appellate jurisdiction of these, these jurisdictions. Do you think that will change? Um, you know, it, it's, it's something that's quite interesting. It's been the subject of debate in, I think, recent times, especially mm. now that we have the, in 2005, of course, as you know, Ian, there was the Caribbean Court of Justice that was formed, mm. and some of the jurisdictions that are geographically in, in our BVI Cayman area had, have joined the Caribbean Court of justice as their final appeal court. But I don't think it'll change necessarily for the BVI, Cayman Islands, nor Bermuda, not in the foreseeable future anyway. Well, they realize that having judges from a huge international commercial jurisdiction who have broad experience, huge experience compared to local ju- judges, if I may say, is, is a massive benefit. And the, these are jurisdictions that, that sell their uh, sort of products of incorporation and establishment, whether it be company funds or, or mm. trust to the rest of the world. And then you need a bit of consumer confidence, don't you, in your product? And I suppose having a, 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 a hugely talented court of final appeal in the Privy Council in London is part of that, that consumer confidence package. Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly what sells the jurisdiction, mm. I think, at the end of the day. Mm. So tell me then about um, the, the, the sort of constitution of the, the, the court.
court. Oh, it is what what is the, there's there's legislation, obviously, for all this. Mm. Um, so the, I mean, the court comprises of um, you know the various law lords, and um, currently it's the it's the Privy Council sitting in the um, in the current Supreme Court building. Um, it's quite an interesting thing, actually, because I, I think people don't really always understand how much of an impact that the Privy Council or the current sort of Supreme Court of England, which, if you like, almost is the Privy Council being a proxy for um, the the Supreme Court system has in the current common law jurisdictions, even in those countries that have no longer that no longer appeal to the Privy Council as their final court. Yes, I mean, because in fact, they're no, they're no longer called law laws. They they have a type point, of Lord right. X, but they they are Supreme Court justices, technically, I suppose. But you're right. I mean, even countries who are not, uh, who do not, can, no longer have the Privy Council the Court of Final Appeal, that the decisions of the Privy Council are going to be extremely um, persuasive. I mean, there, there is this famous case of De La Sala mm. and De La Sala, which was an appeal to the Privy Council from Hong Kong when the Privy Council was. There for Hong Kong. And it said that, you know, what do you do if a decision of the Privy Council is not strictly binding on another jurisdiction, yes. which it isn't? Um, sh surely it, it must be highly persuasive be being the same people. And essentially, that, that, that's what that, that case of De La Sala says, isn't it? Um, it's absolutely right, yeah. Uh, which makes sense. And so even if a decision of, of that's on, a, on appeal from Bermuda is handed down by the Privy Council, we'll take it very seriously in, in, in BVI or Cayman, essentially. I suppose there's a rough way of putting it. No, absolutely right. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's as close to sort of being precedent without being precedent as you can get, almost. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was also thinking about the fact that, in, for example, in Hong Kong, um, 10 of our 14 non-permanent justices are... Um, are the form, former law lords, if you like, or, or you know, certainly they may have been before the Supreme Court. Um, but 10 out of 14 of them are currently sitting as non-permanent justices. So what it means, effectively, is that there's this continuation of um, tradition and precedent mm. in, in, in the lawmaking, even in these new jurisdictions. Mm, well, that is impressive. Good for continuity and, and also good for you know, things like common law recognition of insolvency proceedings, I suppose. And, I mean, the Privy Council is, is very modern, isn't it, in, in, in comparison to some of our own courts and smaller jurisdictions? Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the things is that, for example, when I, when I sat in the Privy Council, actually, I had, the, I had the privilege of that very evening sitting back in the hotel room um, in London, being able to watch on, um, on, on television the televised access to um, the Privy Council hearing off that day. Mm, wow. Um, you're watching yourself later I was on. watching yourself on BBC Parliament. <laughs> no one could accuse you of being vain, Jeff. <laughs> no, no. But, uh, and and even, even if you'd missed the sort of 3.30 in the morning showing on the BBC Parliament, it was mm. also on, um, it, it subsequently is also uploaded online. So you can actually watch it on, on the, mm. all, of these, um, all of these hearings. You can watch them in, on the website. Well, that's very impressive and great for clients as well. Yes. If, if they don't attend in person, I always encourage uh, clients to actually attend the hearing so they can see what's truly going on. And, and you know, take ownership as well as participate in all the rest of it. But if they, if they choose not to, then at least they can watch it live, which I think is so important because then they can send you messages to make contributions. Oh, absolutely. Cetera, yeah. it's, it's real time. It's mm. great. But what are the future of the Privy Council for our offshore jurisdictions, do you think, Jay Ash? I mean, what, what is, is this situation going to persist? I, mean, I, 
I, I, th I think so. In my in my mind, for the foreseeable future, it, it almost must because, um, I mean, the the point the point's been made before. Um, I, as I said, it's it's been debated, and the point's been made that um, some of these jurisdictions are are almost um, too small in in physical size, geographic, economic size. That um, they it's it's the it's the United Kingdom's contribution to legal certainty and security that this continues. Um, and, and I think there is, as you say, there's a real investor confidence that comes in mm. in those jurisdictions. I mean, it was very disappointing. We, we all know that in 2009, the Financial Times quoted Lord Phillips, who was then the president of the Supreme Court, as saying, in an ideal world, for, former Commonwealth countries would stop using the Privy Council, mm. set up their own final courts of appeal instead. And I mean, that was, was worrying for all us because we know that our domestic jurisdictions don't have that capacity. We just don't have um, the infrastructure nor the, you know, the, the superior uh, judges to do that. But I mean, when Lord Newberger was in Hong Kong at a conference recently after he retired, yes. I asked him this very point and, and he, he made it a, a, you know, a personal statement that he thought that actually the, the cases that are being heard by the Privy Council are you know, very important for those smaller jurisdictions. Mm. It was something good for the United Kingdom to do, but also <laughs> it was very personal. He said he quite enjoyed the appeals from the Privy Council. <laughs> some of them are, are obviously huge commercial cases like ours. So, yeah, some absolutely. of them may feel like smaller cases because you have this appeal as of right all the time, which no doubt is a bit frustrating if you're getting very small matters. But um, I really hope that the, the judges will look kindly upon their, their jurisdiction the Privy Council and, and, and the tradition will continue. No, I hope so too. I, I mean, I, I have confidence it will. Now, Jesh, um, isn't it amazing how time flies when you're having fun? <laughs> so it remains uh, for me only to thank you for coming and uh, extract a promise that you'll attend again for another podcast. Thank you.